did this for my guy, bro. My guy that passed recently. This is for all for him. All of it, and it's gonna keep going. I promise that. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in the great state of Connecticut. And at the top of the show, you hear the jubilant Black Knights of Stanford after their 14 to 13 victory over Staples in in one of the, the big games that happened in week, big results that happened in week one. Just an emotional night. They, their teammates got, got uh, were killed in a car accident, and and it was to win that first game to be a, a, an FCAC power in their first night, and just a tremendous job down at Boyle Stadium at Stanford for head coach Jamar Green and the Black Knights. And we will have uh, Jamar Green on the show a little bit, and that was just the one game. Well, that was just one game, but Pete. I'm angry at you, Pete. Yeah, I'm a, I know. You did me dirty, I Pete. I did, I did. That's my bad. That's I'm going to do the tap on the chest. That, you're like I threw you a bad pass. That's me. You know, the, one of the funniest things of week... There was so much, we, there's so much to get to here. But one of the funniest things of week one was... we are So we bring the pick section back, and Pete puts this great graph together. We bring back our old pal, the eight ball, which you know picks the games along with it. And the eight ball... Getting all kinds of love because it's the only team, only uh, th- only staffer, so to speak, to pick Newington to beat um, Windsor. Windsor, and they which, beat him convincingly. Convincingly, which was unbelievable. <laughs> New- <got> killed. <laughs> Newington's carrying eight ball off the field, and then meanwhile they're doing the same thing down at Guilford, and I'm like, wait a second. Look, let's can we have that clip here. We we, we got to get that. Where, where's that clip? We got to get that clip up. Listen, I think Guilford's going to be fine. They got a new coach, Anthony Salvati, and uh, um, I think they're going to be good. That's going to be a war. I, I, you know what? I'm going Guilford. Really? I'm going to I'm going to upset the apple cart here. Wow. I'm going to go Guilford. You got it. Walk Charles Walcott, and you got. Come on. All right, let's do it. I think you guys got it. Got it going on. I I I, I see Guilford with the surprise victory there in uh, Salvati's uh, first game, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and that's me. And Pete's even so impressed. He's like, what? Because Pete picked them to go to win the Class M State Championship. <laughs> I, even, I even picked the star of the game. Charles Walker. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I listened to the show like four times. <laughs> and because I was cutting all the clips from the interview with John and, and just a couple of clips for oh, social man. media with our predictions. And I think I listened to it just too quickly and I wrote it down and then I lost where I wrote it. And <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I didn't, well, you definitely pick Brantford. Cause that would have been the easy pick in, in, in your defense. Um, I didn't have, you did tell me to look at the graphic before you posted it up, but we were such, you know, going into week one, it was just, a, I don't even know what I was doing, previews and a hundred different things, but I even picked the star of the game, Walcott goes nuts, I mean, they hang on, to, it was only a one point win, so let's not get too crazy. But it was big, and the, the response on Twitter and Instagram that we got from students regarding the eight ball was absolutely incredible. Hero. Honestly... I know I says we should get shirts. Yeah. And we should send them to Newington whenever like a team wins that the eight ball picks and is the only one that yeah. picks them and they win, it should be like uh, the eight ball picked yeah. me or something. When, like whenever that. the eight ball is the only one that picked you and you win, you should, I think get, a shirt. You should get a shirt. Absolutely. The eight ball picked me. But you're not going to get one, Guilford, because I was on the Guilford yeah. train and Pete, you did me dirty. I did. I'm sorry, Guilford. So bodies out. I'm even telling people on Twitter and then even like Dave Phillips was like, you picked Brantford. I'm like, and no. Morelli too. Morelli is on my yeah, case. Don't let Mor- yeah, Everybody don't let Morelli on, off. All I know is eight and two, I'm number one. 
I've been doing it 20 years. The boss knows, still knows what's up. You're not alone at the top, though. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll give us it, a, we're going to get into it a little bit. Right, we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, let's do it a little later at the end. But what, what a week. This was a great week. This was a great week. Now, I mean, there was so much going on. We had the EEEE, whatever, the EE scare out, out in eastern Connecticut. That, that started things going uh, with, the, with the encephalitis. Games got moved, yeah. Games got moved, and they had to replay or, or picked up where they left off, which... Mike DeMar wrote a really good column about yeah, that. Basically, go over like, to the New London Day. He'd just be like, he was just like, what the heck? This is worse than than worrying about some mosquitoes who probably aren't out there at 5 o'clock. You know, I get it. I get it with the... With the, the you, you have know. to be safe. You really do. But I think Mike brings up a good point. Mike's point the is right on. Is, Play the game earlier. Why did they start Play on at Saturday? Four? Yeah, or move like it to Xavier Saturday. And- why, who, why start a game at 4 and say you got to be off the field by 6? Other than North Haven playing against Killingly... How is the game ending in two hours? No, that was a dumb idea. I that was that was bad news as soon as you saw that. So, but they got the games in. Montville won a big game, and then uh, uh, oh, the other game up there, the, the Woodstock finally winning their first ECC game yeah. in, since 2014 against, against Ledger against their old coach Clay Killingsworth. <sighs> Just an amazing job by uh, Sean Saucy, their head coach. He put out a great photo of you know his, his quarterback giving him a hug after that game. Really nice job. Yeah, they've been in the middle of nowhere. Uh, not their school itself, although that's true. But they had been kind of in limbo. Program, yeah, yeah they'd been out of the ECC. They 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 tried to go prep. They they didn't get that done. They they came back to the ECC and they went on their first game. So that's great. But what yeah. else, Pete? What else happened? Jeez. Oh man, there were there were a bunch of crazy games. I mean, you you saw an awesome one in Shelton West Haven. That yeah. was a good game. Um, I, it was I mean, great. New Britain gets blown out. New Britain. How about that? South Windsor. South Windsor. South Windsor. Its first. Win uh, first win the since the quarterfinals in two years ago. Right. So the South Windsor beats or loses to Greenwich and in then the goes winsless, winsless, winless last year. And meanwhile, New Britain, with you know one of its all-time great teams of the last ten years, they get beat by Greenwich in the in the quarterfinals. And then they uh, they come in there where you know I, we didn't even know really much about New Britain, but uh, South Windsor takes the lessons learned from zero and ten. Yeah. And, and defeats New Britain. Uh, which is, you know, that that's yeah. it was their quarterback. He threw he threw what, three touchdown passes, something like that. Yeah, I mean, just the, it's week one. You know, we we think we know a lot about these teams. Yeah. You know, the coaches say what they say in the preview, whether they're hiding stuff or or being a little too boastful of their team. But no matter what was said in the preview, the only thing that matters is when you get on the field and you see what happens. And we saw. I mean, South Windsor, you know, they can play unless New Britain just is still trying to figure themselves out. But yeah. South Windsor's got a big game next week, so. Yeah, no, there's just plenty to talk about with that. Uh, uh, what else What else happened? Uh, let's go around the horn here. Uh, is there are a lot of other streaks stopped. Uh, on Saturday, Choate uh, going to prep a little bit. Choate's 48-game win streak. How about this, though? So we didn't even think, I didn't even think about this. Choate had a 48-game win streak. You know who else had a 48-game win streak recently? I wouldn't say. Oh, wow. And Sonia. And Sonia did. Yeah. You know who has 49th Street? Cheshire. Cheshire. Adazio's Cheshire, right? Yeah, Adazio's Cheshire, uh, I think in 91 to 94, I believe, or 97. I'm sorry. It was like something like that. Something crazy. Cho hadn't lost in in five years, and LJ Spinal, their head coach, never lost in his tenure there. They go down and defeat the St. Thomas Moore, which has got a bunch of Connecticut kids on it, but a lot of them are from Canada. A lot of these four- and three-star guys were in Canada. They had a great game. Really, really fascinating uh, to, to see that game on Saturday. But getting back to the CIAC, I mean, uh, we saw you know, Woodstock. We saw South Windsor. Uh, 
What else? Massick, Massick. A lot Masic. of people like New Fairfield this year, and Massick gave it to him on oh, Friday. Massick back? I don't know. How about Weston? Well, okay. So Your let's boy. just let's just fully discuss this because I may okay. Here we go. Big fan of Weston. Yep. I've always been a big fan of Weston from my time at the at the uh, the Norwalk Hour, and I was a huge fan of them last year. And I and I said this when we talked about M. Something always happens every year with them. There's either a big injury or they drop a game that you're assuming that they should want, and it kind of all builds up and they miss the playoffs. Okay, no one is hating on Weston on this program. Yeah. Okay. We picked them as a game team yeah. to watch. Um, that said, that I was not surprised they beat Brookfield, but I was surprised that they beat them 55-7. to <sighs> And I think there was something like 49 nothing at half. Yeah, it was. I mean, shout out to James Getz and the Sawyer bros. I mean, yeah. oh, my God. It was that good. So that, look out, Class M. Going back to that Guilford game, I, I got to shout out my guy, Charles Walker, who I actually mentioned by name on the show and Mike might pick. He ran for 208 yards on 21, 21 carries, and they edged him by one point. Three so, big runs, I believe. Yeah, uh, just just massive. Uh, so tell me about So you got to see the number one team in the state. I did. At the surf, your first time at the surf first club. First time at the surf club. It was nice. I went down. Your impressions. I'll be honest with you. The whole thing is just beautiful. Um, if we're being completely honest, just you get down there and you're on the beach. And look, I'm a Long Island guy. Okay. No one likes the beach more than I do. <laughs> okay. So you get in there, the big beach looks all beautiful, looks all nice. <laughs> the one road in was a little weird, yeah, but, but let me just, let me that. just start my whole day in Madison. Right. Oh. So I, I leave early. I throw it out to my Twitter followers. Where should I get food? Right. So they tell me Bradley and Wall. Right. Yeah, so I go to Bradley and Wall. To Shout out to hand girls basketball coach no, Tim Treadwell. No free for the ads. Heads up. Yeah, no free ads. But if you want to, let me know. Um, <laughs> but I got a number twenty-seven chicken cutlets, mozzarella. You know, it was yeah. a great. So it was a great experience. I got it was on a panini, some fresh oil. Oh, the number 27 was on recommendation of Platt coach Jason Bruin. Yeah, there you go. So shout out to those guys. Thanks for helping out. Yeah. So I make my way there. I get I get there so early, right? I, I kind of walk around the complex. I mean, it's nice. beautiful. They, yeah. they did an absolutely incredible job. I went to the top, got to, like, see the above, the flags waving. Yeah. Did they have any pretzels, Pete? I didn't get a pretzel because I went to did, Bradley and Wall. Oh, did I they was have stuffed. pretzels? I don't know. I didn't even make it to the concession stand. Well, here's the problem. Thursday, I had four hot dogs at Bruin. <laughs> I'm eating like crap, too. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I mean, it was great. And they packed the place out. I mean, there were a couple thousand people at this game. It was awesome. Yeah. And just such a great environment. It was a little windy towards the end. But, again, I grew up on Long Island. Like, I, that's the weather. I thrive think in about that weather. Think about that place in November, though. Oh, yeah. No, no. You're going. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm only catching hand games on the road after October, but uh, no, it was awesome. It was a great experience, and and they they really can put a uh, they uh, they put together a nice little show there. And the band's awesome. Shout out to the uh, hand band. They got four tuba players. Yeah, give me some loving, by I was uh, a I was a former tuba player, so um, they they uh, they, they the blast tubas. that. Give me some loving, my traffic. It's great, yeah. Steve Winwood. Um, sorry, so we're gonna get to the top ten in a second, but let me just <laughs> some of the other crazy. How about a, the state record fifty six. Yes. Yard field goal by No Ruelas. Ruelas. Yeah. 56. 56 yards. So he hit a 52-yarder last year. Yeah. Hits, yeah. Originally, it was reported 55, which is still stupid. Right. Um, and what's the state record? State record, I believe, was a 54. 54. No, no, 50. Yeah, it might have been 53 or 4. Right, yeah, either way, he broke it. It was 55, and then it was later reported that it, the nose on the ball was 
was on the other yard line, so it's a 56 yarder. We got sent the video. We looked at that thing, would have made it from 60. Oh, 60. That thing and then, had a long and way then to go. The, um, the, the guy who sent me the video also said he had a 65 yarder in warm ups. That's crazy. Which I could totally see after seeing that. And then you want to know what the most interesting part is? He doesn't have one offer to play college football. Well. Now, I'm not sitting here and telling you. This kid needs to get a scholarship offer from Nick Saban tomorrow. <laughs> but you're going to tell me that it's a college can't signed by the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to tell me that a college can't you can't teach that. You know, we talk about offensive linemen, you, you know, you can't teach size. It's like you know, this kid just kicked a 56-yarder. Yeah. You could fix other stuff. He hit a 65 uh, 60 uh, blah, blah, a 56-yarder. That's got to mean something. Someone go go offer this kid. Yeah. Well, how about this? Then they lost. Yeah, then they lost. Yeah, then Simsbury comes back. They kick a field goal. So it was, what was it, 3-3 three, three or 6 I don't yeah. Remember. yeah, it was 3-3. Uh, three, three. They go into overtime at 3-3, three, three, and, uh, and, and Simsbury wins. Yeah. You know, just so. Speaking of field goal battles, how about the one down over at uh, Cromwell, Portland? Which is <laughs> just after last year of how awesome their bo- both of their offenses were last year. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable offenses for Cromwell, Portland. Cromwell, Portland, and Adam Killingworth last year, <laughs> then open with a three nothing final. Three nothing final. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> HK, our darling team, oh. could not get the, could not score. Which that's tremendous considering all the guys in Cromwell, Portland lost. Yeah, this is all forgetting that that the games actually started on Thursday night. Yeah, we I went to see Ansonia. They were you know Ansonia, just typical stuff. You know all the. Oh, they're moaning and groaning over there, and then they they wiped up uh, Waterbury Career Academy. Really nice job, especially the Kafaro twins. They uh, they got that thing kick started. You were over at Berlin, and you know uh, that was a battle there. But our well, boy, you know, I had spoken to Trisha McFarlane after the Hartford Current before the game, and he's like, he's like, you know, Tallinn. He goes, they like their chances in this game. He goes, you know, he was like, he was like, you know, he was excited about Tallinn. He thinks, you know, they're going to be good this year and this and this. And I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, we'll see. You know, let's let them and I'll straight up Talons, they're good. Like they're 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 fun to watch. They they're they're battle test you know, they they, they battle hard. Uh Ryan Carlson is a straight up baller. This kid is everywhere, whether it's running the ball, playing defense, uh caused a caused a late fumble that was huge for them. They went down and, 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 and scored. Um you know, Berlin is a team that we talked about it last week. They lost Marcos Garano and Larry Saint Pierre to preps. You know, you could argue Marco Scarano might have been their best player last year as yeah. a sophomore. Larry St. Pierre, electric playmaker. Obviously, Kevin Dunn re- gra- retired, graduated. <laughs> Alex Halkius graduated. Uh, you know, Trefano graduated. and the, But Zach Rubiak stayed. Yep. And uh, beginning of the second quarter, his third carry of the game. He went out with an injury. Turns out it was a broken fibula. Yeah. And uh, his season is over. So, you know, that's a hard thing for Berlin. It's going to be hard for them to overcome, not only as a player on the field, but also a leader. And, um, you know, well, we're just going to send out our best to Zach. Yeah, he's, Zach. He's one of the, if you've He's ever a friend got, of the program. He's a friend we, of the program. We love Zach. We love Zach. Love he's him. he's a great kid to talk to. He loves high school football. You know, he loves his teammates. He loves playing. And yeah, that was some hard news to swallow. Um, you know, I think that came out Friday. And I had coaches come up to me on games on Friday and Saturday, and they're like, you know, oh, it's so bad to hear about that Berlin kid. Such a nice kid. Yeah. What a player. And, you know, it's not just Berlin. You know, like he was known everywhere about just being a nice kid and a good football player. And there was a lot of people who were really upset about, you know, seeing him go down. So, you know, I don't think this is the last we'll hear of Zach. 
Um, you know, he is a senior this year, but as we've seen, there are other options out there, and he's been getting offers. So this is not the last time we're going to hear of Zach Rubiak. Nope. No. The best wishes to him. Uh, jumping back around. I mean, you have uh, – that was a good win for them to come back. Uh, Adam Liberta had a really nice game. He didn't even play last year. Yeah, he came back. <laughs> you know, he had to – he actually had to work. Yep. He was working at Stop and Shop, and they – because he threw and worked there for the first time. They don't let you set the schedule. You yeah. have to, you have to go by whatever. The, so he couldn't play. So then he came back. Now he's got he's a little year under his belt, working oh. hard. Now he's back on the field, and they really needed him. So that's a great job of them. Just jumping around again. There's just so much stuff. Jackson Rome, Grammy Canton, in winning their first game in a, in a great overtime game, which uh, your your boy, our boy <laughs> Scott, uh, sorry, uh, Sean McFarland from the Hartford Current covered. He got a nice video of the uh, the winning uh, score in that game. Shakespeare Rodriguez, your boy, my one boy. of the best names in, in in football. He went off, and Lyman Hall lost. <laughs> but he uh, came back. They were down. They were they down, were down f- by a lot. They were down thirty to nothing, and they lost fifty to forty. Shakespeare Rodriguez had four total touchdowns. Pretty sure three receiving, twelve catches over two hundred yards Crazy. receiving. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I put SEC fans watch out for this guy. He's the most underrated playmaker. That no one is talking about. The kid's a baller. Grant, great name, but he kick returns, he punt returns, he's a receiver. They give him balls out of the backfield. He's like the Mr. Everything kind of for Lyman Hall, and I think he proved it week one that he is he's a must-watch player. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to leave all our stuff out. Oh, we're going to leave out so many guys. There's so many things that, that happen here, but let me just quickly get to the Shelton West Haven game. First of all, Giorgio Gazal coming out in a Jason mask <laughs> was the greatest thing ever. You know, I kind of forgot it was Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I was Friday the Thirteenth and a full moon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a harvest moon. Just a really spooky night. And he coming out. I'm like, this is interesting. And Dan Orlovsky, <laughs> who we we gotta get Danny on get the Danny show. On. Dan, if you, if you listen, I'm gonna send you this link anyway. But Danny O goes. He better be a player. <laughs> Man. Anyway, so he comes out there, and and every, let me tell you something. Everybody said. Don't bother with this game. Shelton's huge. They're going to roll. I heard like three touchdowns, something like that. Don't go. I was hemming and hawing about where I was going. I might have bounced around. Finally, last second, I said, I can't miss a West Haven-Shelton game. And sure enough, it was great. West Haven came to play. They had Andre Rent as a quarterback coming out of the field, really looking great-looking player. You know, his debut in a West Haven uniform, finally throwing seeds to Jordan Berrios, who looked Really not comfortable back in his old good position there, and Barrios even had a, one of the great interceptions I've seen. Yeah. I mean, picked off a pass, that was unbelievable, and put West Haven up thirteen to seven. Yep, uh, in the third quarter, but you know, Shelton sacked West Haven twelve times in that game. Mike Lockovich had uh, had four sacks, and so did Pat Sissick. They, they, and then the rest of the guys, again, it, it took its toll. And Andre Rentis, you know, not on a sack, but Andre Rentis went down. And it sounds like he's going to be okay. It might be a few weeks before he comes back, but uh, we'll see. But he looked great, too. And West Haven, they're going to Conard uh, uh, this week, so that's going to be tough. But So uh, let's quickly go through the top ten. There's so much going on. I mean, I know when I miss something, I'm going to be kicking myself later. Uh, let's go to the top ten. Here we go. Number one is Hand, back uh, still number one. Two, St. Joseph. Jack Wallace uh, had a really good game. A quarterback to, to take over for Dave Summers, they'll be fine. Number three, New Canaan, which you saw against New London. How about Lou Marinelli? You know what? Lou Marinelli, that head coach of New Canaan, goes up to 
New London after the game. Uh, I thought that was great to just yeah. give all the New London players credit. You even pointed out a kid by name. Yep. And everyone's some people killing him for it. I mean, come Those on. People are stupid. Are you kidding me? The guy is nothing but the Lou Marinelli over the forty years he's been coaching. Nothing but pure class. I mean, just the guy's great. He is. And, he, and if anyone doubts his being genuine. He was that, genuine. I was there. Genuine. He was genuine. Jeez. It was, it was, and you could tell, like, you know, even like, you know, the, the New London coaching staff, like really, you know, Johnny Burns, like they really appreciated it. And they thought it was like really cool that he did that because your coaches can tell you a million times how good you are. And then when you go out and you lose a game yeah. like that, you're kind of like maybe beaten up. But to have the other coach come over there and be like, look, you guys would play great in our conference, which a lot of people say is the best conference or one of the best conferences. Like, you hit us harder than anyone that's ever hit us before. Like, that means a lot. That means right. something extra than your coach saying, hey, you did a good job. Because, And it's not a knock on your coach, but, you know, they're supposed to build you up and stuff like that. Like, yeah. for a coach to go out of his way to compliment you, you know, and I think we heard that last year. We had coaches reach out to us, like, during the playoffs about other teams and other kids from other conferences be like this is the best running back we, uh, yeah. we've seen this year yeah. and it's like well that means a lot to us you know later in the year and stuff like that yeah. so it it holds weight and, and for those people who think it's it was dumb or disingenuous it was it's just ridiculous like yeah. guys this is high school football right like it's about molding boys into to being better men yeah. and you know that's a Listen, moment that long, might long be story gone. short yeah. he's genuine that was yeah. a genuine thing it's, everything's negative. Everything's negative now. Everything, everybody's got something negative to say. And, yeah. you know, let's celebrate when we actually have positive things to say. Number four going out, skipping over. Number four going on to Greenwich. I mean, you know, no Johnny, but no problem. They got yeah. A.J. Barber, who was ridiculous. He's unbelievable. And but the rest we, of the, rest yeah, of the cards. Thought, a lot of people thought, a lot of people that when we did the pickings were like, I want to pick Danbury, but I can't. <laughs> and it's like, no, uh, Danbury's still good. If Greenwich is still Greenwich. Yeah. Darianne, which got, which got a lot of grief because of the, the their apparently they have a new uh, the police put out a thing where they have a new here's how you get to the school type they closed Nutmeg Lane or whatever that one the the only good way to get to Darianne they closed that entrance off for game days which I think is stupid I'm I, going there Friday uh, so I smell the neighbors getting involved here and, and let's I mean geez. Anyway, anyway, Shelton number six, they survived. That's it's just like last year. They survived West Haven. Uh, number seven, we got Newtown. Number seven, they're going to be playing Fairfield Prep, and uh, they're fired up about it, from what I understand. Yeah, it uh, should be a good one. Yeah, they're fired up. They got Fairfield Prep seems to siphon off a quarterback every three years or so from them. They got one there. J.P. Arapoli is from Newtown, and Newtown will finally play Fairfield Prep for the first time. Maybe extract a little payback. We shall see. Everyone loves Newtown. Number eight, your boys from Bloomfield coming in. They did Big a number win. on uh, who they even they play. They beat Avon. Beat Avon up. No shock there. Number nine, Southington kind of giving Connor the business. Southington, Southington. Yeah, Southington is Southington. And number 10 is the aforementioned Jesuits of Fairfield Prep, which came back to defeat North Haven in a slugfest over at Vanacore Field. So that is your top 10. And what do you think? I think it's a good one. Yeah. I think, um, you know, for what it was after week one, I'm surprised we didn't see a little bit more love for Newington. Yeah. Um, because these are the same people, us included, who vote Windsor in the top ten, and then Newington beats Windsor, and we're not going to reward Newington well, for the win. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, 
you're putting together the poll and you're doing your vote. It's like, oh, well, I had Windsor at 10. Oh, they lost. But I'm not going to give any votes to Newington, who beat the team that I had in my top 10. Yeah. No, it made me you sense. know, so I think Newington deserves a little bit more love in that. Uh, you know, look, I voted for Notre Dame West Haven. Um, they, I think I might have been the only one to vote for them in the poll this week. They're good. I think they're going to have a good team. I mean, they got hand in St. Joe's to open up the season. That's not fun for anybody. So even though Notre Dame's 0-2, I think that they're better than the majority of the teams that are getting votes. Um, I mean, this is a Notre Dame West Haven team that could go 7-3. and So we'll have to see about Notre Dame West Haven, but uh, let's actually get to our uh, our guest for this week. And, you know, who else could it have been? It's Jamar Green of Stanford after just an amazing night down in Stanford after losing two kids two there one one was be a, a current player and another was a former player uh, that's Kai Miani Antoine Pollock and Nishan Tolliver who killed in a car accident uh, just a just a couple of weeks but I mean we're just about to start a practice and just an awful thing to do and you were kind of wondering what was going to happen with Stanford with that and it turns out they come back and they beat Staples which you know Staples went to the playoffs last year yeah new coach and uh, they did some nice things for for Stanford by giving them uh, by deciding to wear the stickers on their helmets, and then Stanford, you know, what just an emotional victory. And uh, joining us on the podcast is, of course, the aforementioned head coach of the Stanford Black Knights, Jamar Green. Jamar, welcome back! And wow, what 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 a victory on Friday night! Congratulations! Just thank I'm, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, congratulations, coach. I'm at a loss for words. You. you said you were a loss for words. Has just the reality of this thing just sunk in yet? Uh, we're still on cloud nine a little bit. Uh, it has sunk in because we've got an opportunity to watch some of the film. So, you know, it's the re- it's reality. We, we understand that we did pull it off and, uh, we're, we're kind of focused our attention now to uh, our next game on Friday against Ward. Take us a little bit through your, your kind of your personal emotions. Maybe they may give us an idea what the mindset of the team was going in. Staples did a really nice thing for you guys. They honored the, the, the two, the two kids who, who were killed in that just horrific accident. And, uh, you know, that was kind of like the big story going in at Staples was, you know, paying their respects and you guys had a moment of silence before the game. And, you know, maybe in any other universe, it kind of just, that would have been it. And Staples would have done their thing and you guys would have gotten out of there. But, you know, your kids came to play and they, 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 they showed up immediately. Just take us through like the motions going in, how you were able to kind of funnel that into the game and keep their minds on that. Okay, first, I, I want to all due respect and, and, and full of class, nothing but class to the Staples organization, Staples staff and administration for uh, doing that. They didn't have to put the stickers on. They wanted to. They called me up and said, anything we can do. So hats off to them. That was that was a class act. For us, you know, we, we got an opportunity to watch some film with uh, Staples, you know, and just it gave our kids an opportunity to, to understand and see what they do and you know, they had the confidence going in that, you know, they may be bigger, they may be stronger, but we, we had the athleticism to, to play with them. And our kids said, you know, coach, you know, we're going to stick to this game plan and, and we're going to listen to what you guys coach us up to do and we're going to be fine. And and our kids did that. And I think, you know, with everything on the line and we had nice Sean's mother in attendance and we wanted to give her that game ball. So our kids had something to really play for. They played a. They played above their heads and out of their mind, and hopefully we can keep it going. When did you When did you realize during maybe during the game that maybe something you, your kids were like just playing out of their minds, or when did you realize that you know this was going to be a different game than than maybe normal when you play Staples? 
uh, when we when the kids arrived to the stadium and came into the locker room, I, I you know I just sensed it then. I was like, you know what, these they're they're locked in and they're and they're ready to go. Like our kids came in, no nonsense, you know, not no no words, and just they came in. They started reading more of the game plan and just you know they strapped up and I just knew then. I was like, you know what, we're we're gonna play. We're gonna have a good game tonight. Yeah, coach. With with all the the emotions surrounding this game, um, how did you get, you know get the team to stay focused at the task at hand? Obviously, you want to go out and you want to win because you're playing. But with you know the pregame, having Nyshawn's mom in attendance, how did you keep the guys focused and not let the emotion of the moment take over? Um, we 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 you know we rallied the troops and just said, look, we got a game to win, and you know we got a game to play. And, you know, let's go out and, and play our best, win or lose. And, you know, let's give the, the crowd something to cheer for. And, you know, let's let's dedicate this, not just this season, but especially this first game to our brothers that we lost. How, and, I, and our kids came together with that. Uh, just tell me a little bit about what the, you know, when that accident happened and, and how you guys were able to handle that. I mean, just it's just it's just an awful thing. And, and, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, they knew them and their brothers and, you know, it just – how tough of a preseason was it for you? Oh, it was it was really tough, um, especially the first day. You know, um, the accident happened early Monday morning, and we had practice Monday. And uh, you know, the first thing was you know we got to get grief counselors at practice. Mm-hmm. And I and I wasn't even sure if we were going to practice. Um, I got all the guys there, and we actually did practice because Nyshawn's brother showed up, and you know. We didn't expect him to, to be there. Um, you know, kudos to him. You know, his brother passed away, and he's at football practice. Wow. And I kind of let him dictate how the practice was going to go, if we were going to send kids home, if we were going to go talk to the grief counselors. And he just looked at me and said, Coach, give me my, my helmet, my shoulder pads, the strap up, and let's practice. And, and from there, we rallied around him, a lot of crying, a lot of hugs, a lot of tears. And, and we just, you know, we, we – we got past that for about the first hour, and then we actually had some practice time. Um, we did have some kids that, you know, needed to to go home, couldn't finish practice and stuff like that, and you know, we had to keep a close eye on some of the guys. But we we we, we did the best we can to uh, for uh, Daquan's sake, you know, give him an opportunity to have two and a half to three hours of, of healing time and 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 with his brother. So yeah. You know, we tried to keep things things as normal as normal as we possibly can. So you get in there, and you guys, you guys score first. Yes. Uh, yeah, Tyreek, who had a great game, uh, catches the thirty-seven yard pass, and that must have been like, oh, you know, that must have really helped out, like just to get things going in, in, in the right direction. Yeah, I think us scoring on that first drive kind of settled the guys in settled them down and and it kind of confirmed to all of us that hey we can play with this team and we we got a shot so they so they score they tie the game and then then you got a mistake interception return at that point you know you must have been like oh, how do I you know how do you keep them like okay guys that that's just one thing you know let's not fall apart here how do you you know how did uh, Isaiah handle that and and uh, you know how did you guys were you able to go from there it's tough because I think last year, once we were down, we were finished. We were done. 
but you know we got a lot of kids that are returning and and once again i think they were playing for something because we get the we get the pick six then we're driving again we have we we snap the ball over the quarterback's head 30 40 yards then they get a block punt and then we snap it over his head again in the red zone oh so it's like we had tons of mistakes and we were fortunate to get out of there with the victory but once we got the ball and we settled down and we started driving you know i think they had called a timeout or maybe it was an official timeout for a cramp and and i just said to the kids we're going to go down and score and one of the kids said back to me, "Yeah, and we're gonna go for two. You know, so <laughs> we already we already had it in our mind, like even before we scored that. All right, when we get when we get there, we're we're going for two. Yeah, so I was, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what went into that decision to you know not only score now you guys are down one, but so you guys were playing with that in mind that if you guys were gonna score, you guys were gonna go for the win. No, if did you did you hesitate at all? Did you go? All right, look, maybe I should play it I, safer. I, I, you 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 want my honest answer? Yes, yes sir. <laughs> um. We're not a really good kicking team, so we're it's our odds of going for two are probably better than kicking it in for one. So it was a real easy decision for us. Um, we did try for the kick earlier in the game, and they blocked it with no hesitation. So we just knew, like, hey, you know, we're gonna. Um, we actually lost our kicker to injury two days before the game. So we had a we had a kid in there that never did it before trying to kick. You know, we tried him out in practice the day before the game, and he, you know, he made he made more than he missed, but he's not a he's not a field goal kicker. Yeah. So we just said, you know what, you know, our strength going into this game really is going to be going for two as opposed to trying to kick this thing. So you know, I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on the kid. So I said, you know what, let's just, you know we got something drawn up that we think is going to work. Um, we kept it in our back pocket until the opportunity came, and we we went for it. That was a twenty-eight yard pass. Like that was a that was a pass play. So you probably got down there a lot quicker than you you, you wanted to, huh? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, our defense was playing well, so you know we figured it with with still six minutes to go, and that was another factor in it too. If we didn't get the extra, we didn't get the two point try. You know, we still had six minutes to go with our defense holding them to six points for the whole game. So. We figured we would get the ball back again anyway, but we just felt like we had a better opportunity to get two than one. Did you? Did you? Who called the? Uh, I mean, who, who, what was the play for the two point conversion? Did you guys wanted to give it to Johnson? Well, they actually they actually called a timeout. Mm-hmm. They we lined up for it and they called a timeout. During that timeout, quarterback comes to me and says, "Hey, they 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 don't have the numbers to the left, and I may be able to run this thing in." So we actually, it was actually a run pass option. You know, we had a pass to the right and a pre-snap read for him to run it to the left if the numbers were good. Yeah. And, you know, pre-snap, we saw it. You know, numbers were good. We had one guy to block, and that's what we went for. So after he scores and you guys take the lead, obviously it's kind of crazy on the sideline. Again, all the emotion. Now you guys are winning, but you still have three minutes left in the oh, game. Yeah. How did you, you Longest know, did you, three minutes was ever. it like, yeah, like, like were you just sitting there watching the clock being like, holy crap, like this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, two years in a row, we're up by 10 or more. And we lose the award in the last three minutes of the game. Right. So I'm sitting there like, oh, man, we, this can't happen again. <laughs> and, 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 you know, credit to our defense. You know, I, I just said to them, I was like, look, don't change anything that you've been doing all game. Just keep doing the same thing. You're, you've held them to six points. 
you know, just do just do the same things. Don't panic. Don't try to change anything. You know, keep everything in front of us, and we should be okay. And then, you know, at the when when the clock hits zero, and it's just absolute. Just looking at the Amazing. photos and some of the videos from our reporters that that we've put out there, it just looked like mayhem. Like yes, yeah. it's, yes, it's week one, and you know you'll get the people who say, "Oh, it's only one game." No, it's not just one game. This is this this seemed like a lot more than just a game, and a lot more than just for Stanford High. It seemed like it was for the city. It was for yeah. every single kid who ever had any contact with either of these two kids. Yeah. That's who this game was for. Absolutely, you know. So it hits zero, and and. One of my captains comes to me and goes, Coach, what just happened? <laughs> and I just look back at him and says, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's what that's at, at that point. You know, I was at a loss for words. And I was just just happy for the community, happy for the administration, happy for the student body, you know, happy for the for the uh, the parents that lost their children. You know, just happy for the team, and we were able to give Nyshawn's mother the game ball. That yeah. was a touching moment. You know, just, you know, didn't want to make it about me at all. Just, you know, I was just happy for everyone else that ever touched these kids' lives and the community, and it was just a great night. And then, you know, the decision to give Nyshawn's mom the game ball, you know, I'm looking at the photo right now, and there's just a sea of orange around her, and she's standing there with the sign in the hand. I, you know, was it were you guys going to give the game ball to her no matter what you know and it just it you guys just happened to win and, and it just made it this just incredible moment we always we never we never came up with a no matter what um scenario it was always when we win we're giving her the game ball and that was just the mentality that the kids had you know i think one of the kids had said well if we play them close and it's a good game well, no 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 <laughs> it's it's when we win you know we're going to win this game, and that's just the mindset the kids had. What did what did did, did, did she say anything to you? I, I don't, you know. What, what did she get to say? talk to the team? You know, she, she, yeah, when I gave her said. the game, when I gave her the game ball, she goes, "Are you serious?" Like she was just oh. taken aback by like the fact that we were giving her this ball, and I said, "Absolutely, it's yours." And you know, um, and and just just a moment to have with you know her other son coming, and he's crying and smiling at the same time, and. You know, he made the comment that he could feel his brother's presence there. It was just, oh, it was wow. an amazing moment. You, um, I mean, we also saw, uh, who was it? The, uh, who was, uh, it was Tyreek, uh, who just, this oh, flying, yeah. oh, he just was great on that post game. He was and, crying. I mean, yeah. I, I just, there's yeah. too many emotions. Yeah. yeah, you know, these kids went up, went through high, middle school, not just high school, but middle school and elementary school together. You know, they they played football together at Dolan Middle School, and you know, it, it, there was you know Tariq especially is real close to to uh, the brothers, and you know as well as some of the other kids on the team. You know, so you know it it really hit our our kids hard, and they wanted to win for them. I, I know you didn't. You know, there's not a lot about you, but I mean, just for you as a coach, you know, you've been through so much there. Uh, you've been with the program for a long time. Um, you know, I, were you there during? You were there with Hawk during the when they beat New Canaan in eleven, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. the uh, I was the freshman coach then. Yep. Yeah. So I remember that, and that kind of that was the first thing that came to my mind. But this was just, you know, it was week one, but it was just, just all you've had. It's tough coaching at Stanford. It really is, right? I mean, yeah. And you got it is. Go ahead. Yeah. 
ahead. You know, the talent is split in Stanford. You know, you got Trinity, you got West Hill, you got King Lowe Haywood, you got Stanford High, you got kids that go to St. Luke's, kids that go to Brunswick. So you never you're you're never guaranteed to get the best of the best. You got to work with what you what you get. You know, not not to say that's an excuse, but you just you know it's it's tough. And then because we have so many high schools, you know, our youth program doesn't run a system that caters to just one school. Right. So when we get these kids, we almost got to teach them your, your system from from day one. Where you know other programs, these kids are learning a system, their high school system from second and third grade. Um, so that that makes it tough there. As far as me, you know, I think my my biggest win before. Um, Friday was also Staples when I had Jalen Brown in that group. Oh, yeah. um, we went up to Staples and and, and beat them in, in week two. Um, so I, I would say those two are my biggest wins. Um, yeah, I, I've been through a lot at the school, and you know, for me, you know, if I had to make it about me, it's just it just right. it felt great to silence some of the people that didn't feel I should still be there. Right. Yeah. And then that, we, everyone, that's what everyone said to me when we talked about it. They were like, you know, Jamar, good for Jamar. He deserves this because there have been a lot of guys who wanted to, you know, wanted you to show you the door there over the years and that you just kept at it. And yeah, and, and it's, it's a tough spot. It's a tough job. But, you know, I work hard. I take time away from my family, you know, and I, I put the time in, you know, we may not see it all the time with the results, but, you know, we, I give it all, I give it 110%. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it just felt good to win the game in that, that aspect, too. Yeah. You got a whole season left now, coach. What's next? <laughs> I mean, now you, you got to calm down. You got to get back to work. You got Ward on uh, Saturday. I mean, uh, but it's a whole different feeling now, and it, it must be yeah. just great to get back to work. Yeah. And you know what? We watched a little film of Ward. They look good. So we got to kind of like, you know, come back to earth a little bit and realize we got a game to play. You know, they're going to be good. You know, they've beat us twice over the last two years. So we got to reel the guys back in and kind of correct. We made a lot of mistakes against Staples and we got to fix those else. We're not going to beat Ward. So, you know, we got a lot of stuff to handle before Friday's game. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we enjoyed it over the weekend and now it's back to business, and, and hopefully we can use that experience to build upon and, and keep this thing going. Well, nobody deserves it more than you guys, you know, and your kids. Uh, just uh, just for all they've been through, it's nice to see them do something great here. And I just hope you guys can keep it going. That'd be a tremendous uh, way to go. We appreciate you having you taking a little time. I know you got practice to go to, so you got to get ready. We don't want to impede on that. So thanks for coming on, Jamar. Thanks, I really... appreciate that. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Right. Thank Good luck you. the rest of the way. All right, bye bye. Appreciate that. Bye. I'm so Pete, that was Stanford coach Jamar Green, and hey, <laughs> that was a great. That was great. He's awesome. He's the best. That was. He was. It was. It was straight honesty. Uh, you know, just it was an emotional uh, couple of weeks for Stanford. I'm sure they just really, really just wanted to get out on the field and, uh, you know, for a couple of hours, kind of put it away for a little bit. And uh, winning the game definitely helped. But I think just the sheer fact that they were able to get on the field and play was great for the program. But the win itself, I think, uh, does more for just the program. It really all tied the whole week together, just the whole experience, the whole first Friday night. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. So uh, we're going to jump right get going. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump right into this week. Let's get into week two. We're going to jump into our pick. So what do we? How do you do this, Pete? What, what, how do we, just explain to everybody how we do this? Yeah, so everyone could leave me alone on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and think that I'm just picking against their school. So basically, what we do is we pick ten games. Uh, we try to hit on every conference each week. And uh, we try not to pick the same schools. Right. So 
Uh, and, you know, we're also not going to pick, you know, we're not picking St. Joe's Notre Dame this week. And because there's a better game possible to pick St. Joe's down in the future as long as well as Notre Dame. And then a lot of people are mad we didn't, we didn't pick the Shelton-Westhaven game last week. Well, you know what? Shelton plays hand in a couple of weeks. Well, they play hand in November. But. November. But, you know, that's the point remains the same. It's like we're trying to get to every team at least once, and we don't want to double up on teams too early. So we're spreading it out. We're spreading out the love. So, um, you know, if you complain, no one's going to listen. <laughs> Um, and there's just so many great games this week. This is the first full week of the alliance, the, the scheduling alliance. You see Al Carbone putting out all those uh, tweets, <laughs> telling and giving updates about what happened this week and what was going on this week. This is the first mega week of that. Uh, we, we touched on a few. We're going to touch on a, on a few of them here in the picks. We're just going to uh, run down the standings here before we jump to week two of the picks. Uh, in first place, we have Sean Patrick Bowley. That's right. And Dave Stewart are both 8-2. and That's two. right. That the boss knows what he's doing, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, your boy, me, and Tim Murphy are sitting there tied at second at seven and three. Coming in at six and four, we have Doug Bonjour, Ryan Lacey, how's Doug? Chris McNamee, how's, how's and the Eight Ball. The Eight Ball is six and four. Wow. Then, Hold on a second. The Eight Ball is never six and four. The Eight Ball is six and four. And who gave Doug? Is Doug covering games that I don't know yes. about? He did all the previews. Give give him all credit. <laughs> Doug in this. Doug's covering um, UConn women. What does he know? Eight ball is six and two, which is better than Joe Morelli. Oh. <laughs> Joe Morelli, who's not listening to the show, no, but is you sitting know what? at five and five. You know that eats him up. Oh, it so bothers him. We, when I when when I see him later this week, that's the first thing I'm going to say. That eats him up, Joe. Joe takes his stuff seriously. <laughs> so Morelli's in. He, he doesn't cover football, but he wants to be right about uh, everything. Morelli's in tenth <laughs> at five and five. Oh my god, that's. Uh, Erickson is in eleventh at six and four, oh, and Bill man. Bloxham is in last at four, three and seven. Four, I have and four and six for Erickson, three and seven for Bill Bloxham, five and five for Joe Morelli, and the eight ball is six and four. <laughs> You know what? We should get the eight ball on. I will. If eight ball has another eight ball. Usually, it's eight ball that does a three and seven pick. Yeah, I gotta say the eight ball has three. I would say I've already done the eight ball picks. I'm not giving them away, but it looks like the eight ball's got three big picks that I would say are, are not going to be the norm. Does the eight ball have a have a pick against everybody like last week? Um, I believe so, but we we haven't finished. I'm still waiting for a couple. Okay. Oh, so, oh okay, um, okay, okay. So waiting for, but there are a couple of choices that I was like, "Ooh, the eight ball." Yeah. So we'll see. The eight ball, eight ball is everybody's favorite. Yes, staff pick. Newington's favorite. If new, if eight ball goes six and four again or over five hundred, I mean that that's impressive. <laughs> We've been doing this for like twenty years, on and off for the most part, and the eight ball never ever goes. I mean, if you see if you five and five weeks, maybe get lucky, goes four and six. But, you know, winning record to start, that's not bad, eight ball. Not bad. If you you do that again, we're going to have to have eight ball. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to have eight ball on. But, (laughs) talk about his um, picks. Yeah. How do you pick these? So, let's uh, let's run down the list of games for you. Game one off the bat, we got Platt at Weathersfield. I like this game because I think Platt is a class M favorite. I think. They could be top two or three talented teams in M this year, just on paper alone. Um, 
And this was a big game against a bigger school in Weathersfield, who's coming off and also a nice win in week one. Yeah. I thought this was a good big win for Matt matchup. Yeah, Matt's first win. Congrats. A lot of people like him. Well, uh, I think we have to go with Platt there. Platt had a nice big win, like you said, and Roberto Salas. Beast. Yeah, Roberto Salas, good at football. I'm also going with my boys from Platt. All right. Uh, then we're going to jump over to the second game. We have uh, – this is – I like this game. Uh, Newtown at Fairfield Prep. Oh, yeah. I think this is an awesome game. Um, you know, J.P. Iarapoli, Ayer, the quarterback for Fairfield Prep, is a Newtown kid. Oh, big shock. Yeah. <laughs> They've had a bunch. Another Fairfield Prep quarterback from Newtown. Was that three in a row? Uh, something like that. Colton Smith, Pat Conti. And now J.P. Uh, but they're finally meeting. It's the first meeting between the two programs yeah. ever. Uh, shout out to the Fairfield Prep. Um, Twitter account for for having that information. That yeah. was pretty interesting to see that they've never played. Um, this game's at Prep or at Rafferty Stadium, um, at on Fairfield U's campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I'm still going with Newtown. I'm going with Bobby Pattinson and the Nighthawks. Yeah, they had a really nice win. McGillicuddy, Arapoli had a nice pitch and cast combo in there to lead them back against North Haven. North, that's you know. Newtown doesn't usually play these type of teams, but now, you know, they could probably win the SEC tier in tier one. They got Shelton after the, <laughs> I think after this. Um, I don't even know what New, Newtown really did last week against uh, New Milford. I know they blew their doors off. Scored everybody. a bunch of points. Yeah, that's a point. Now, now we go on the whole other different direction prep. But, uh, you know, I'm going Newtown, you know. I, I think Bobby Pattison's boys are going to strike a little revenge. Maybe uh, maybe keep the, some of the boys home uh, next, <laughs> next year. <laughs> All right, now we got we got the third game. We got another uh, alliance game. This one's I think is pretty interesting and will tell a lot for each of these programs going forward. We got Amity at Simsbury, Craig Bruno versus Dave Masters up in Simsbury. Uh, Simsbury coming off a nine to six, nine to three win, nine to three win right. over Hall, uh, overtime win, and Amity coming off they had the comeback and win in their yes, game. Harding. Against Harding, they had some really cool jerseys that they wore. Joe DeGello yeah, and the boys. Real nice jerseys. Very nice. Flag. Yeah, the flag and the numbers. Very exciting stuff. I, I think they're just getting better and better down in Amity. I think we saw it last year. And uh, I'm going to continue with the trend. I'm going with the Spartans. Craig Bruno, Joe DeGello, and the boys. Yeah, Joe DeGello. I mean, they they lose their quarterback, James Lawson. had a nice game over at uh, Hamden Hall in his debut there. But... Uh, you know, you know, Harding's got some kids, man, and uh, that that was a pretty solid win for him. It was like thirty four twenty or something yeah. like that. Uh, pretty solid win for Amity and uh, Joe DeGel is just an animal. Yeah, I mean that that kid's a is a big body, and Craig Craig puts him everywhere like he's like Mark Harrison. <laughs> you know, he's like a lineman, but he's like now nah, you're gonna play a little fullback. Now nah, you're gonna play a little quarterback. Now you I think Craig, take your best players and you know give them if they're gonna give you the best chance to win, no matter where they are. Amity scoring a lot of points in the first game versus, uh, you know, Simsbury not giving up any points should be really interesting, but I'm going to go with the Spartans, my alma mater. Yeah, I was going to say you can't pick against your high school. Well, I can, but <laughs> and I will, but not here. Amity. <laughs> so we got the fourth game. Oh, skip this, ne- skip this next one. We're pushing one. it back? All right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. yeah. We'll jump down the board. Uh, another uh, SCC, CCC crossover, South Windsor at Hampton. Now, this one is very interesting. Fascinating. Because South is coming off a huge win over New Britain, yeah. coming off a winless season. And Hamden, who has struggled in years past, nice big win over Bassett to open up the season. And this is a Hamden team 
that has a really legitimate shot to finish 500 or higher this year. Which would be pretty good for them. Which would be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the first time since 2010 when they made the playoffs, right? Or they just missed the playoffs in yeah, 2010? That was 9-09. I oh, think 08-09 no? were the Benoit years. Yeah. Hamden. So. Some time he's got to... Still got some work to do over there. So I, I, I'm obviously a big fan mm. of what they're doing in Hamden. Uh, also, being a resident of Hamden, um, <laughs> we're both so, residents. So of because yes, we are. So <laughs> because of that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to pick them. No, but because of that, I'm going to see my taxes go. No, yeah. <laughs> but I am going to pick Hamden because I do like what they're doing down there. Chris Pidgett had an awesome game um, for the Green Dragons this year. The kids are unbelievably fast. I like what they're doing. I'm. A, I'm, I've said that I think Camden could go 6-4 and four at worst. They could. Um, looking at their schedule so, before the season, yeah. Yeah, so they're on their way to that. I'm going with Hamden. I'm going to go with Dave Hodge and the boys over to South Windsor, you know? Yeah. Uh, two straight. I, I know it's kind of going on a limit. I, I, I feel like Hamden's probably maybe the better team here. Maybe a little more battle-tested in the, in the or I guess, in the SEC Tier 2. Um, uh, you know what? South Windsor. Yeah, well, speaking of New Britain, they come in in our next game. New Britain is traveling down to Westport to play Staples. Now, both of these teams with two surprising losses in the first week. New Britain lost to South Windsor. Staples lost to Stanford. You know, Staples had a lot of guys back from last year's team that made the playoffs. New Britain lost everybody. Yeah. They lost their four best players. Arguably one of the most talented running backs in the state. And Sean Robinson graduated. I still think New Britain's trying to find their identity. Yeah. I don't think they know what they are yet, no. and I think they're still trying to figure a lot of stuff out. That said... It's going to be a long year for them. It might be a long year for them. That said, I'm going with Staples. Going with the records. Yeah, they're going all the way down to Westport. and I don't. I can't see Staples losing back-to-back games. Not like that. I mean, unless they're really in disarray, which I don't think so. I mean, you know, they just got caught in a moment last week. I mean, they made some changes offensively and did some different things, but... You know, they'll, they'll figure it out. I'm going to go with Staples. Adam Barron's gets his first win for the Wreckers. I agree. And we got Jonathan Law at Joel Barlow. Ooh. A nice little it's an, SEC, know, SWC, Class M crossover. You know, uh, f- about 15 years ago, that would have been an SWC colonial game, if you if you don't recall that. I Law, don't recall that. Law, 30 years ago? No, 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Law and Foreign were in the SWC. They were... Charter members. Yeah, Law, who scored 50 points in their opener against Lyman Hall, was up 30 nothing wow. before allowing Lyman Hall to get back in the game, winning 50-40. to 40. Barlow also won big yeah. in their opener and first win for, for TJ Cavalier. For TJ Cavalier, yeah, nice, nice Barlow, first win. former Stratford coach. Yeah, he keeps the but, triple option in. Rob Tynes, triple option. And uh, James Porter, their quarterback, Yeah, had uh, I think he had three touchdowns. That's a that's a really interesting game. I mean, that was Law's first win, first opening win since two thousand nine against Lyman Hall. I feel like Barlow. I feel like Barlow plays a little bit of better defense. Hard to prepare for the triple option. I don't. I don't see the, uh, them giving up whatever it was forty. Whatever fifty 40 points. points. You know, yeah, they go for fifty points. Oh, 50, Yeah, yeah. Law scored fifty 50. points. Yeah, Law. I mean, that was a that was a perfect storm. Unless Law's got something really going on there. Um, but I'm a little concerned that the law defense allowed 40 points after they were up 30 nothing. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, with the triple option. TJ Cavalier, Barlow moved to 2-0. and I got, I'm going to go with Jonathan Law because, what was it, two years ago they get into the playoffs at 7-3. and No, uh, it was 6-4, 6-4 they get into. And then last year they go. They missed it at 6-4. They, they go, but 
this is a good team. This is they're Looks building like a program here at Jonathan Law. I'm going with the Lawman. All right. <clears throat> Moving down the list. Now we're into the Valley. How do you how do you pick these games? Route eight. I try to touch on every conference. Uh, we got WCA Waterbury Career Academy at Sacred Heart Caner Tech. And I also like to pick games where I look at the guys on our staff and I go, I wonder if they know anything about this. Well, let's don't see how they pick on this. I don't know a whole, whole heck of a lot. I do know Sacred Heart, Canter Tech had a really competitive game against, what was it, Kennedy? Kennedy. Uh, Close saw, loss. Yeah, so I was following the updates from Kevin Roberts. up, uh, But uh, I think they had a pickoff. At the, they were driving to maybe win the game, and they, they had a pickoff to, to lose. WCA played Ansonia last week, and uh, Ansonia makes everybody look bad. Yep. Um, it, tough, tough start for uh, Pete Flamia's team, but um, they still have Jalen Gopi. And if they get him the ball, I think that is the thing. They got away from getting him the ball in that Ansonia game. Like, almost like they, when they fell behind, they're going to try and come back, but and they just kind of got away. Just give the kid the ball. Yep. He's your he, best player. Oh, he's your best player. Um, you know, they had a freshman quarterback. I don't know what the story is there, if they're going to keep trying with him. I mean, you know, that's tough against Ansonia during the headlights. And, you know, and it was just like, welcome to varsity football. Curtis loved the Ansonia Chargers last week. But, listen, they got Jalen Gobert. He's probably one of the best players in the state. And uh, just feed him the rock, man. Waterbury career. Yeah, I'm going to touch. I'm going to agree with Sean and just say give Jalen the ball. It's like in Friday Night Lights, give Booby the ball. Yeah, well, Booby got hurt. <laughs> he didn't even play that season. <laughs> now we're going to go. We're going to move And. Up. The team didn't, like, reconcile with him after, like, the season, like, the movie. If you really want to, like, read the book. The book is, the book got me into sports writing. The next game we have. So, like, that movie sucks. The SMSA co-op. I didn't see the TV show, though. Uh, I heard the that TV was show was great. Okay. Matt, not on the book. Not Matt, 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 Matt Saracen is my QB1. Mm. All right. <laughs> SMSA co-op. Coggenshaw co-op. SMSA. Ooh, Eric Becker. Nice win over and North Brantford Devils. to win on opening day uh, on Thursday. 27-21 over North Brantford. And Coggenshaw with a convincing win as well for Eric Becker. Which I got to watch. And the boys. I got to watch because Eric. <laughs> Eric's funny. <laughs> Eric from Hand. You know, he's been, was at Hand. He went, I think he went to Choke for you. But um, Eric... Uh, I just get this text message for like an hour or so after his game, and all it says is "just push play." <laughs> so I did. They look pretty good. Aaron Fiella's there, they're a quarterback, uh, you know, and they hadn't beaten OS, uh, OSW in a few years. I think OSW is always a thorn in their side. Who's Coggenshaw playing again? SMSA. Oh, SMSA. Oh, SMSA. I saw Nassim Harrison play well for St. Thomas More last week. That was great. Caught a touchdown pass. Um, I don't even know what MSA has got this year. Uh, it, they had a nice win over North Brantford to start. We kind of thought North Brantford would be better, uh, and they took a two TD lead. And North Brantford had to come back, and, and they you know didn't do it. So, so um, I'm going with Eric. I'm going with Eric and and, and the and the Coggenshaw guys. I agree. Yeah, I'm going to go Coggenshaw. But I, I can see MSA <clears throat> as well. I, yeah, I mean, any of they're these pretty, games, they pretty good. See. Yeah. Next game, we got uh, the boys from Meriden, uh, Wilcox Tech, traveling to play. Prince Tech, Wilcox Tech coming off a loss against Quinnebog Valley. And uh, Prince Tech with a big win over Vinyl, the co-op. 
it's, you know, the CTC is kind of hard to judge because it seems very top-heavy. Is this our first CTC game? This is our first CTC oh. game. We didn't give them love last week. We're giving them love this week. And uh, that said, I'm going to go to Prince Tech. It's nothing against Wilcox Tech. <laughs> That's great I, analysis. Who I covered <laughs> for two years. Um, I'm just, you know, going to look at the scoreboard at this one. I'm going ah, to go to Prince Tech. All right, I guess. Tony Benito is coming over to Prince Tech, bringing the option over there. Hard to prepare for the option. Wilcox Tech won't know what hit him. Ah, Prince Tech. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the final game. Now we move down. Probably the most exciting game, maybe the biggest game yeah, here we go. of the week. This is it. Southington at Darien. Yeah, here we go. This That's the stuff. We got Southington back with a reloaded team, which they seem to do quite often. Um, high-scoring, high-flying offense. And then Darien, who is reloaded as well. We're still trying to figure out really what Darien has. We know they're good. And a nice, convincing forty-seven to nothing win over Ludlow this week. Um, Southington as well had a very convincing win in their opener against Conard. So this isn't like those years when we saw Southington and Darian meet. When it was like, okay, we know Southington has Jason Rose, and we know Darian has Timmy Graham at quarterback and has Mark Ivanchek on the line. Like we knew who Southington well, had. I think they'd still have it. Yeah. Well, we don't know. There's a lot we don't know about any of these teams. Yeah, um, but, but neither team has like a I think big there guy is a, coming I, back. I think there's well, I think there's an Avancheck now on Darian, and there's all there's definitely a Graham. Yes, there's Peter, definitely a Graham. Peter Graham yes, is Peter now there. Now their quarterback. quarterback. I think it's much more of a coin flip than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, I think there's a lot well, of people saying Darian's going to blow them out. Well, when I don't think that that's entirely true. Well, this I think the, the main point here is there's a lot we don't know about these teams. Week two. I yes. think that, that's where I think that's the, the crux of this, and this is the first time they're meeting since those two back-to-back playoff games where both at uh, Boyle, which both at Boyle Stadium, they couldn't give Southington a home game at all in this. Like they couldn't be like, you well, know yeah. what, Darian, why don't you go to Southington? Oh, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Southington this is the third time they got to come down here. So who do you got here, Pete? Honestly, with with all the saying that we don't know who they got, and you know both these teams are still trying to figure it out, I'm gonna take Darian. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the home team in this one. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm going Southington. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna make make another bold pick. I'm gonna play yeah. around a little bit with my one game lead. <laughs> Ready scoreboard watching in week two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. You gotta take chances, man. Yes. As, just, as a veteran of these picks, high school picks are. You know, it's not like you're picking against the spread. So there's yeah. like you know, even well, at least it out not a on this bit. show. No, no, definitely not. Uh, but you're not picking against, you know, so it's just, you're just picking them straight up. Uh, it's really hard to get ahead in this. So you got to take a few chances early. You know, if, if by, if you're, cause if you're behind, man, then by the end of the year, you, yeah. you're not winning. You'd hate to be four games. So you got to take, you got to take your early. shot, maybe probably get up three or four games or five, even five games, hopefully. So we'll see. I mean, I'm taking chances, you know, that's how you got to win this thing. You know, taking chances early. Get conservative late, to, you know. Play defense and hold the lead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, I, I just think listen, uh, Drury's a great coach. Yeah, I know Rob's probably like you know. I mean, there was it was really funny during those state playoff games. You know, I, right before the game started, Rob Trafone would walk up to me and he said, "I don't think this is gonna be close." <laughs> but those Darien teams were they were awesome, and this awesome. is the we don't you know this one has yet to write its story. That Darien defense was 
unbelievable in that first game. Hudson Hamill, the Trafone brothers, Avanchak. I know I'm missing guys. The uh, the the CCC's got something to prove here. Drury's got something to prove here. I mean, you know, the FCI kind of looks up there and says, "You guys are such a big conference. You guys just can't get it together. You can't beat yeah. us. Can't play with the big boys." You know, I know the SEC's got the same thing going on, but the CCC's really got that issue. Yeah, well, um, I think the schedule thing. Scheduling alliance is, I think it will be beneficial for the CCC teams heading into the playoffs. I think so, too. I think this is good not, for them more than yeah. anybody else. Rob Jaffone's a really good coach as well. Obviously, he just he just got inducted to the High School Hall of Fame. Um, so, you know, it's hard to pick against him. I know uh, Drury, you know, if he keeps this up, he'll be well on his way, uh, you know, in 20 years or 30 years or whatever. I mean, he's still pretty young. Um, but, uh, you know, I just think they're due for it. They, Prove me wrong, please. I mean, don't prove me wrong. <laughs> Come on, Southern. Let's go, guys. <laughs> you know, let's strike one for the CCC here. You know, I know I'm picking against my better instincts here, but because uh, I, I think I picked Darian to win the Class L champion. You Talk, did. Double, double L championship. Well, I think, I think obviously they still could even if they lose this game. You know, we talked last week. I think double L is the one class we're going to see the scheduling alliance do what it's meant to do in terms of those teams – and I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but I think we might see some some rematches in the double L playoff. No, 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 because these teams are going to be playing each other they're because always, of the scheduling. The alliance. reason why I don't like rematches is there's so few games. You yeah, know? Uh, and and you know it, you might as well get someone new in it. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I, I, get, I that. get. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like you can get like the Platt Maloney thing last year. That was a little excessive. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing like what t- a week, ten lit. days, ten yeah, days, two, two. Uh, but two. I think like even Newtown and Prep. I'd be like we're looking at this double L like Newtown Prep, Southington and Darien could yeah. be four of the eight teams that make the playoffs. It's a little early in the season for these big time matchups, so yeah. I kinda like it. I mean Darien needs to win this game probably more than Southington does. I think Southington's got a lot of wiggle room. I think they're probably easily one of the best teams in the CCC. And their schedule yeah. is Darien's of... gotta play New Canaan among others. Yeah. Who they haven't beaten so. uh, New Canaan uh, in what, four years or something crazy like that. So I, I you know think, what? yeah. I, nobody's beaten Darian down there in, in the regular season. And I, I can't remember the last time a non-conference so get, the team came down to Darian and actually beat them. I mean, I'm really going against history here. I'm going to go Southington. All right, guys, let's go. <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Oh, this was a long one. It felt like it took two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. You know, they can't, they can't all be gems, Pete. But, uh, <laughs> all right. All right, so that, that we're going to call that a wrap for week two on the Meat Grinder. Thanks for joining us. Get out and see some ball games, and uh, we'll see you out there. Later. Thanks. Peace.